Welcome to the lady and the stud. That's Callie. She wanted to give her two cents. This is why black people can't have nice things. This is why we can't have nice shit because of people. We have, we have pit <laughs> Okay, before we get started, just to let you know, I'm a little congested. I'm working through it. If Anime Bullock can belt out a tune after pushing out a child, I can come to our dining room table. And hit this mic with y'all. How are you doing tonight, baby? You know what? We're not going to discuss what's going on with my body right now. <laughs> We're not. I got some issues going on that I ain't never had before. And I don't appreciate my body deciding to turn against me. I don't. It happens. I don't give a shit. It, don't, it ain't supposed to happen to me. With it's- that being said, here too forthwith, let's just move forward. Okay. How are you doing, though? I'm all right, I guess. I mean, you know, I'm cool. I'm grateful. I'm, I'm blessed. Oh, you know what? This morning when I got to work, I've had a, a difficult week okay. with some difficult people. All right. And I just made the conscious decision that I was just going to be grateful for those people because they make me, you know, stronger. I know that's very cliche and all that other good shit, but... I just decided to be grateful for all the obstacles and difficult people that I've experienced this week. And it really just lightened my load. It, like the stress that I was carrying on my shoulders and in my face. It just totally changed it for me. So I'm actually okay. I, I had a long work day. I did a nice little 12-hour shift. Came home to my queen. Ran me a nice hot bath. I had some uh, nice, delicious, scrum delicious hot Hot fries or hot Cheetos and some diet ginger ale and hey. <laughs> and the fact that you are really content. I am legit. Like we gonna we gonna well, go to bed here in a little bit. We are because Theraflugal's gonna lay me down like a gentle lover. Mm-hmm. Just like it's me. Go ahead, tell them, <laughs> tell them, baby, tell them like it's me. It's all good. <laughs> well, you better than me because I woke up today and a I can't breathe. There's that part. Um, and I sent you to the store at a, a smooth 6 a.m. And you went there. <laughs> you went there graciously. You said, baby, do you need anything? At first, I was like, nah. You know, it's early in the morning. I'm not going to put my baby out there. She got to get up and get ready for work. And after about the third attempt to breathe through my right <laughs> nostril, I was like, you know what? On second thought, baby, mm-hmm. I need some Theraflu and about some pop that. drops. About that. And you went and you didn't make me feel bad. So I'm thankful for you. Um, not trying to be mushy and shit, but Let's be you know, mush- everybody Let's be don't mushy. have that. Some people got people, we can be mushy. you know, they in relationships with people that can see you literally cough up a lung and they gonna walk Been there, done you. that. Well, goddamn. Been there, done that. This ain't that. Okay. And I want to thank God for that. <laughs> thank the almighty. Okay. <laughs> for that right there. Hey, did we mention that Elle is 13 years younger than me? We have not. We have not brought the, the age difference up? We have not brought the age difference My baby is 13 years younger than I am. But her soul, though, her soul is mature. It's not elderly. Sweet stop it. Just stop it right now. But her soul is, I mean, she's wise to be so young. You know, she just, I appreciate the knowledge that, and the wisdom that you carry and that you bring into our relationship. I really do. Thank you, baby. And, um, but I, at the same time too, I love the fact that 
you so young because you keep me young. Like you turn me on to bounce music. I know it's the greatest shit ever, ain't it? Like I like I listen to it in the gym now. If I could get you turned on to trap music next, like if I can get you to listen to my favorite dope Dylan classics, <laughs> dope Dylan classics. Yeah, it's some dope Dylan classics. Are like, you serious right okay, now? Okay, let me see. These are things she don't know about me yet. Well, she knows it, but she like she doesn't listen to my playlist. I do not because only time she does is if we're on a road trip. Yeah, and babe puts um, the playlist together. I got my smooth, silky, lovey-dovey shit for me and her. You know, I have my freak nasty playlist. She got shit I can sing to in the car. Which is usually like 80s classics or early 90s. 90s. Come on, man. I was getting it. You let me get it out. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> um, it's 80s, 90s R&B. That's her, her shin, you know, her, her jam. Mm-hmm. That's why the bounce music I chose was, you know, Anita Baker mixed with some ratchet. The ratchet is me. <laughs> Um, see, the thing is, you got to know where you are in life. I know I'm the ratchet side of this relationship. And I know I'm the Anita Baker. You are. So we're like a smooth balance. I'm know? here for that. I love it. But my side of the playlist, mm-hmm. I have three levels, okay? Mm-hmm. I have my ratchet bounce, New Orleans bounce. Okay. I have my Dope Dylan Classics. Okay, okay. And then I have my, last but not least, my whole anthem. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. Now, Wait, I ain't talking about... Hold on now. Did you say hoe? Yes. Hoe anthem. As in the garden tool or... As in, <laughs> you know, only money make this pussy come type of song. Wow. I got turned on to a whole new chick today. Her name is Megan the Stallion. Wow. Listen, I want to meet her and shake her hand. She got... <laughs> Listen, we got to find you something to do because you can't just be at home with the internet at your fingertips and what? shit. What? I did it. Somebody posted. Because you coming up with a whole bunch of new shit. I'm not. Um, somebody posted it on. Um, baby. Let ba- me let me say. Somebody posted on their page, right? Okay. And so I was like, okay, let me give it a listen. You know, because mm-hmm. I'm a music person. I, I love my Jimmy Jams. You, you are. I'm going to give you and, that. And um, they were like, you need to. Listen to this one girl. And as soon as I heard the line that said, rich bitch pussy only come for a check. I said, God damn it. (laughs) Home music. I I think, you know, every woman has a side of her. Everyone's not, you know, I'm a, I'm a good girl. I'm faithful. Mm, You are. I'm very domesticated. I love that. It took um, me. I had to tame that wild cat. I had to. I, my cat wasn't wild. Are you sure? I had to tame it. I was not. Daddy wild. had to tame it. Listen, I had to like reel it in, set it down. Okay, talk to it, have deep conversation. You didn't mind the wild cat when we met. I sure didn't. All but I'm now saying you is, about you had to tame I'm it. all I'm saying is, I come home when the laundry's done, and I'm grateful. You I'm I'm appreciative. Dinner is ready. I like that about you, okay? You got skills. That's sexy to me. But those are my three categories. And she's, like I said, 80s, 90s R&B. She can do a little hip-hop, but she's not a heavy hip-hop fan. Like, I'm totally obsessed with Jay-Z. And she's just like, but why? Um, But that, you know, like she said, we have an age gap. And I think I keep her young in certain ways. And she mellows me out in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Speaking of being a hype person, mm-hmm. did you see the video I posted on Facebook of that Caucasian lady on the train kicking that girl? No. <sighs> I no. should have told you to watch You know, it, it worked. You know, oh, yeah, your Wi-Fi is trash. First of all, we don't have none. And, I mean, if we do, they only limit it to, you know, 
Like the computers at work. Yeah, yeah okay. like, oh, yeah. I really want you, when we get off here, it's too long for you to watch it now. But okay. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give you a quick synopsis of what happened. I'm going to give you the cliff, no- cliff Notes version. Okay. So, it's a crowded train in New York. Our dog is really trying to be heard tonight. Really, I don't, she really wants to be a part really of the podcast. She's really showing out. <laughs> Girl, you can really make... I'm a, we are animal lovers. We have a pit bull. Her name is Callie. She's all gray. White stripe going down her chest. And uh, if I could introduce her formally, I would. And hopefully that'll work. But she just be walking around making noise and shit when she know we busy. <laughs> she wants our attention. That's she does. Callie, go to your crate right now. Go. So, um... This lady on the train, she started calling this Asian girl like, fuck, like she's like, fuck you. You know, she mm. just started yelling it. Whoa. Next thing I know, I see this lady hit this girl and she's kicking her. No. And kicking her. No. And hitting her. And then she reaches in her purse. And you know how you got the umbrella you take to work, your black umbrella, right? Yeah. And then she gets her keys out and she puts her keys in between her fingers Mm-mm. so that when she punches the girl, she can jab her with the key. Is this on your page? It's on my page. When I say I sometimes really, the ratchet in me wants to find myself in a situation like this so I can get enough evidence <laughs> for people to have seen that I was attacked so I can choke a bitch out <laughs> one good time. Like, I'm like, y'all really find the right people. Nope. I think she was arrested and hit with felonious assault. But the, and she had a Louis Vuitton purse. She wasn't like some vagrant on the street. Okay. Um, Well-dressed and everything. She looked like a suburban mom who took to me Xanax. Okay. Okay. Or maybe she had a cocktail that morning. I don't know. But she was on one for four minutes. This little, And then she started calling the girl a chink. And I was like, this is why people don't like y'all. This is why people don't like y'all. This is why people don't like y'all. Because y'all are habitual line crossers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the thing that really pissed me off is that you had a train full of men who, although they were watching this um, and recording it, no one really intervened to help the girl. Like, of course the girl not. was like a teenager. And it took one Asian guy who just held the lady back a little. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, listen, back in the day. Listen. Listen. Listen they would have had to scrape that woman off the subway Listen train. Listen here. I've never ridden a subway before, as you know. They're horrible. I don't get out a lot. Anyway, um, what we're not getting ready to do is for you to think that you're getting ready to lay hands on me or punch me with a damn key or kick me or hurt me. And then why do, why do men just stand there and watch that kind of shit happen? Like they think that just because, you know, I don't know her, well, I don't. That's not the point. Morally, do you have any morals? Do you possess any, is there anything ethical about you that well, understands right from wrong? We're in this new generation where everything is on, everybody wants to live stream something. Everybody wants to be like, oh, I was there. I saw it. I posted first world star. It's cool until that shit happened to you. Put right. Put fucking phone down. And help, cause that lady could have really hurt that girl. Seriously. Like she was really like, she was jabbing the umbrella into the girl. Like what if it's like, some kind of way impaled her was she cut the girl like this was like a teenager nah bro and this was a mid 40 early 40 you know you can't really tell white woman age she could have been 20 for all i know oh but she looked 60 but she looked 60 Mm -hmm. and um (laughs) and they really watched this adult do this fuck you fuck you and i'm just like you know i could have been on that train because you know me i couldn't have i couldn't have been on that train unless some shit like that happened right I can't because the person that my parents raised me to be wouldn't allow it. I can't just sit back and watch 
somebody be brutal and hurt somebody. And some people are like, you know, that's how people get fucked up. You know, you're not minding your own business. <clears throat> Listen, you're going to want somebody to intervene. Yeah. If it's you, you're going to be like, why were people just recording and no one was helping me? It makes me think of that show, um, Black Mirror, that I watched on Netflix. You remember when that little girl was killed and they made... Yeah. That, yeah, it was like a, that episode. Yeah, and they videotaped it and shit. Yeah. And then if that turned... If you don't watch it, Black Mirror, check it out on Netflix. Excellent thing if you're into like and then they turned around and did the same thing to the people who tortured that little girl yeah just watched yeah yeah and that's what it made me think of and like you said the little girl looked scared like at first she was like oh i'll hurt you and then she realized no one was helping her Mm -hmm. and i think she was like oh shit you know like they really gonna watch this lady attack me on a, a fully loaded train and then to play the devil's advocate bitch you better know how to defend yourself true you better pick up something, grab something. If you ain't got hands, you know what I'm saying? Mm. If you ain't got hands, find some type of inanimate object. Where is she your mace? She had her phone. Listen, I would... Where's your mace? That white lady is not beyond getting mace. She's not too good to I be... I would have watched... I saw this one. This you better spray that bitch, bitch right in the face. I saw her spread her legs open when she was getting ready to like hit the girl with the umbrella. And I was like, that's the perfect opportunity to kick her in the pussy. <laughs> Like, just, just haul off and kick her right between her lips. Just make her bend over one good time. And not, then, not that we trying to be graphic, babe. I'm just being, I, that's how I think. Like, if you can't, I'm small. I don't know if y'all know how short I am. 4'11". I'm 4'11". Yep. I've been this height my whole life, aside from infancy. <laughs> I had to find creative ways to bring people down to my size as a child and as a teenager. And I'm 5'7", and I didn't because... Typically, I was the tallest girl, and especially with the way I look now. I very rarely get approached, and I mean rarely. Do I have a scratch, a bump? N- not a near one. I done had this face my whole life. Not near one. Beautiful old chocolate, I little know. pretty ass face. Looking like mocha. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> All right, so let's go on to the next subject. So what do you do when you come into a load of money? Do you save it? Do you invest it? Or do you splurge and just recklessly spend it? I'm still waiting to find out, to be quite honest with you. Well, and you know what? Here's the thing. I've had I've been in a place in my life where I had a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, I worked hard for it every day. But I, I've been in a place where I've made six figures before, and it was awesome to walk into a store. I don't have to look at a tag. You know what I mean? But I was I was dumb. I made a lot of really stupid mistakes. Like, I bought eight cars in one year. Mm. Yeah, that's, like, not smart. Not at all. I don't recommend it. Um, yeah. it, the cars were great to have I, mm-hmm. and I could afford to buy them. It didn't hurt me financially at the time, but nobody pulled me to the side and said, Hey, take 10,000 or $20,000 and invest it in minerals or energy or anything invested in Netflix, anything <laughs> that might you can, so you can make money while you sleep. You know, nobody pulled me. No, and there were people who knew how to do it and, or could have recommended someone, but no one took the time to pull me to the side. Like I know now after that experience that should we come into a very nice, healthy amount of money? And that's the prayer daily that, (laughs) Oh, it's coming. Oh, it's coming. That, um, we know what to do. We know to set something to the side for mm-hmm. the next five or 10 years. We know to invest in real estate. We know to invest properly in a diversified portfolio as far as stocks or bonds is concerned. You know, we, but there are people in this world that 
regardless of whether they get it by inheritance, they're awarded it through some type of lawsuit, they win it, whatever the case may be, they get that money and they lose Blow it. They mind. And the crazy man. thing is they don't even be having a drug problem. Like no. usually people think like when you lose uh you know, MC Hammer money or a certain MC Hammer they have a drug problem. Mm-mm. MC Hammer had a leech problem. And it's see, see there you nobody talks about the leeches. Yeah. Nobody and talks And that shit's real. Nobody talks about people leeches who, when you get money. Listen, uh when when all the money was gone, when every single penny was gone that I had earned, um, that I sold houses and all that good stuff. When every single dime was gone, there wasn't a single person who looked out for me when it was gone. Because the fun was over. Yeah, because like while I had it, you know, people pick up and hey, can can we borrow a thousand dollars? I got you, no problem. Or can you can you come through and help out such and such? Or even the people who didn't ask for help. But that I willingly helped looking for nothing in return. I didn't want a single thing in return. I never wanted anything. I never asked them for it. And to this day, I didn't. But listen, when I was down on my luck, nobody picked up the phone and was like, hey, are you okay? Do you need anything? What's going on with you? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, we heard, because you know they heard. Because mm-hmm. people talk. They do. You know? So we heard, you know, things went, I mean, I'm not trying to be in your business, but if you need something or you need us, we got you. Not a single person. And that includes family. Picked up the phone. For this, for these people out here who got all this money, 100,000, 500, a million, three, I don't care how much, I don't care how many millions or 100,000 heirs are, listen. You can lose Cover your ass. C-Y-A. Protect yourself because the people who are helping you spend this money are not going to protect you. It really, I follow a few people on social media who have come into money um, through a lawsuit. And when I'm talking about coming to money, I ain't talking about 5, 10, 15, 20, 50, 100,000. I'm talking about hundreds of thousands. Undisclosed amounts because something resulted in a death. Like, and to see them wasted on you know a hundred pair of shoes or tricking off on some random ass person they just started dating three months ago like aren't your keep yeah here's my thing aren't your keep like if i come into something or if the stud comes into something me and her have been knee deep in this relationship for going on four years yeah um, we live together. We've been living together. She getting ready to be my wife. You know, we have been through a lot. Mm-hmm. Like she's who I came out to my family with. Mm-hmm. I've been with her through crisis and everything. So we've proven our worth to each other. But these people that you met on on Saturday and you got the money coming in on on Thursday and you think they got your back? They do not. They in it for what they can get out of you. Basically. And it's so sad because it's like they're buying relationships. They're yeah. buying friendships. And I ain't buying shit. <laughs> I'm not buying no relationship. Listen, the people Sorry, you guys. The people that I have in my life are the people that's going to be in my life. My circle is small. My circle is teeny. I like it that way. I like it small enough to where I know that if I need something, I know who I can rely on and who I can call. Period. You know, and those people know that they can rely on me and they can call mm-hmm. me. And I'm good with that. I don't need no new faces. Yeah. I'm good. I don't. I don't. And 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 when we are when we are put in a position where we are blessed financially, I still believe in helping people. Mm-hmm. I still believe in that because I just don't feel comfortable knowing that, you know, 
there's a windfall happening for us or has happened to us and we want to hoard it or we've been damaged or hurt so much by people in the past. Now we feel like, you know, nobody else deserves our help. I I just don't, I don't want to live my life out like that. I don't want to be bitter and angry like that. Mm-hmm. But there's there's such a thing as smart giving. Mm-hmm. It's it's a real thing. You know, to be consciously aware of who you're giving to, how much you're giving, where those dollars are going. And me and the stud have had this conversation before. Mm-hmm. like Because we're so opposite on the spectrum when it comes to finances. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I'm not saying I'm a miser. But I don't trust people. Baby's like, the saver. I'm a saver. I don't believe, like, it's some people I would help. Mm-hmm. I think my help would be more so along the lines of organizations. Like, when it comes to individuals per se, <laughs> I don't trust people now. <laughs> and I'm not a hundred thousand air. Could you imagine me with millions? Like, I'm a second guess everything. I'm going to go ape shit crazy. <laughs> so, I'm going to just be like, uh, if I want to bless you with something, it's going to come random. Don't, don't, don't come at me with a sob story because I'm naturally not going to believe it. If I know you and I know your situation prior to me coming into that, mm-hmm. that windfall, mm-hmm. you don't even have to ask me. That's the type of person I am. Yeah. It's going to randomly hit you. And you got a heart and you, and sh- you are a generous person. You have a heart for giving. You really do. And I love that about you. Like I've always said, one of the reasons why I feel like we work so well together and we make such a great couple is because... I finally met someone who can beat me at giving. And that was hard to do because I'm a, I'm a generous, you've seen my generosity. Mm-hmm. You know how loving and generous I can be, but you literally beat me at that. But you just have a different approach right, to it. Right. Completely different. Like, you know, I love puppies. <laughs> you do. I do. I love soft sob story. Like my heart goes out to that. And this is you. Uh, 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 uh. Put your heart back in. Put Definitely. your heart back in. <laughs> Put, you know that means you bet you bet <laughs> not you better put your heart back in your damn chest okay nope you can see through the bullshit i can i can i, I i'm the i'm the person who believes in love and happiness you and have heartstrings i know i cut them bitches off a long time gone ago. gone you sliced them bitches off you didn't just cut them <laughs> off it's like fuck these heartstrings i ain't got time for this shit people can play me with them strings you know what I'm, and, and and you know what that's what's messed up is that i've been played for my heartstrings. Like mm-hmm. I've been I've been used by people who will look me in the face and tell me that they love me, but stab stab me right in the back. Turn right around and stab me right in the back. You know, take my name and through the mud and and take my even with my kids, dog my kids out, but look me in the face and tell me that they love me. Now, was I stupid enough to believe it? That's on me. Absolutely positively. But that's my but that's my heart though. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Remember that time when <laughs> you know, it was I think it was maybe about a year or so ago and you was like you really explained to me like what people were supposed to get from me. Do you remember that? I do. I remember that conversation. I think we were driving somewhere. <laughs> we were. And I was actually watching over you that day for several different reasons, but you really was like, you know, people are supposed to get, they're supposed to be better after being with you. Are you being in their life? Mm-hmm. And the people who aren't are those people who purposely chose to, they saw that you were good. They took advantage of that good and they chose to use you, mm-hmm. you know? Everyone comes into this world with 
<laughs> you don't have a sore throat. And I, I just took I, a, I just took a sore throat you, lozenger because my throat getting a little raspy. I told you I'm a little sick. You could and offer here me one. The stud talking about. <laughs> I want one. Are you damn right. I had my hand held out. You could offer me one. Shit. My throat is raw as oh, a prostitute's knee after oh, a long night. My God, here we go. <laughs> But, you know, when you, and everyone has a gift, I believe, on this earth, whether or not they're a horrible person or not, they have a gift that they have. Now, whether they use it or not is where free will comes in. Um, you know, whether they use it for good or bad. Right. Your gift is your heart. Like. I really hate that too. You have a really big heart. I really hate you're it. You're really giving. You're re- you have a child's heart. I remember I told you that before. Your heart is like a child. You know how a child is like free loving mm-hmm. and they don't see the bad in anyone. Right. You have that gift. I because don't, when people encounter you. I don't feel like it's a gift. It is. It is. But any gift can be a curse. True. Any gift can be a curse. True. Whether it's your heart or not. And so when people encounter you, they have a choice to make. Either they're going to allow their experience with you, excuse me, you guys, either they're going to allow their experience with you to shape them in a good way and they're going to use you for good or they're going to take advantage of you and not get the goodness that you really have to offer. The money that those people took from you when you had it, that's nothing compared to the value that you added as a person. So they ran through that money already. Been gone. It's been gone. Yeah. Whatever they got from you at that time, chances are that shit gone. True. They're still a shitty person and they lost a good person. The value was you. Thanks, baby. No problem. I love you so much. I love you too. You have a way of explaining things so I understand them. <laughs> we have this ba- random thing where we change our voices. All the time. Y'all gonna other. hear it. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Babe's gift is... Well, first of all, she has many gifts. Mm. She has many talents. All of them in some way deal with her being clairvoyant in a, in a sense. She's a reader. Many people don't know that. Oh my God. I'm telling on your ass. Why? Baby's a reader. She reads cards and she's accurate. That's the scary part. Like she don't, we're not talking about no Miss Chloe type shit. Or Miss Cleo. Chloe? Cleo? (laughs) What's that lady's name? Miss Cleo. Her too. Um, We're not talking about her. We're talking about the real deal. And I wouldn't believe it. If I it one if she hadn't read me, which she she had, which she won't do it anymore, because she knows me too well. But she reads. She's a she's a reader when it comes to tarot cards. Then also too, Babe has a way of <laughs> when she meets somebody, she knows <laughs> your bullshit. Like she sees right through I the thickest, baby. Baby, 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 stop. I see okay, all right, we got it. Okay, all right then. Um, she sees like right through the thickest bullshit. You know what I'm saying? So I had told her at one point we were having a conversation about something. I was like, "Babe, I want you to go with me because you know you can see through you know people's bullshit." You know what I'm saying? Like, and I can't. And the reason she was like, "You know, I don't want to go," and I'm like, "That's protection for me." Mm-hmm. because, you know, you have a way of immediately being able to identify whether people are good people or whether they're they're bad people. Mm-hmm. Unlike me, I'm just like, you know, my arms are open. Come here, let me give you a hug. Let's hug it out. Everything's great. It, it's all good. But in the 
and my point in that is simply saying this, there was a time where all I did was pray for wealth and prosperity. Mm-hmm. That was my prayer every day, multiple times throughout the day. Mm-hmm. All I ever prayed for, cause I was really going through a tough time, real bad. And God didn't send me wealth and prosperity. He sent me protection. And Elle is my protection. My babe is my protection. She's very cautious about the people that I spend my time around. Um, and for some people, they would mistake that as stop eating that ice. I'm not going to eat. I'm doing it to lube my throat. Okay. Some people, she just had a root canal done. So she has a thing for ice where she likes to chew ice. And I don't want anything hurting that too. So, she, you know, she has a thing about, you like, you know, some people would take that as, well, she's being clingy or she's being, you know, she's insecure, this, that, or the other. And I don't see it as that. I see that as, you know, because she has that ability to see shit that I can't. And it's real. I've experienced that with her. Mm-hmm. Your, I've experienced that with you, your protection. And how it took you, you a while to get it. It did. <clears throat> how you opened my eyes up to certain people, real shit that I could not see. I really couldn't. Like, I was really bum-fooled. Like, mm-hmm. I was run up. Plymouth Rock landed on me. You know and what I'm saying? I think that that's a curse to have something like I have where it's not so much a clairvoyant thing, it's an energy thing. Um, it's there, they can't hide who they really are for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I can see a facade, I can tell a facade from their genuine way of being. Mm-hmm. And. It would, it would be the way they moved around me. Mm-hmm. You know, if they avoided me, if their eye contact was shifty, um, if they avoided meeting me, and I'm just like, you know, there's something ain't right about this situation. You really are able to tell some people's true intent. Now, that can be a good thing and that can be a bad thing. Yeah. And I say that because when you're genuinely a good person with a good heart mm-hmm. and you have good intentions, Elle can see that. Mm-hmm. My baby can see that shit from a mile away. She can smell it before you even come into a room. But when you are the exact opposite, <laughs> the same still applies. Yeah. She can see that shit from a mile away. I'm not going to like you and I never met you. And, and that's a hard thing to explain. Because like when we first went through that, because it was early in our relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, the stud had some people around her who I just naturally did not like. And I didn't like her around them. I didn't like them coming into her life. And she didn't see what I saw. And she would say, oh, you know, this time we live states away from each other. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, you don't know them. You know, you need to work out these issues. (laughs) We would have whole fights about this shit. Absolutely. And um, it got to a point where I got quiet. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to argue about it anymore. I'm just, I'm going to stay in my space. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to just wait this out because I'm not going anywhere. But my presence is going to disturb them so much. And it actually, and indeed. That it's going to show their true colors to her. Absolutely. And so it took about a year, a year and a half, two years. Mm -hmm. And eventually the main, you know, person at that time that we were arguing about, eventually everything came out. And I was just like, it wasn't a ha-ha, I told you so. It was just like, just trust me a little bit. I'm not I'm not here to hurt you. You know, I'm here to protect you. Mm-hmm. Um, because your heart is so big, you didn't have an armor protection. So, but... I feel like I have it now, though. You I feel like you taught me how to use my third eye. Mm-hmm. First of all, you taught me where that motherfucker was. <laughs> okay, to locate it, first and foremost. 
And then once I realized I had one, because I was not into the third uh, tarot reading crystals. She was not. I was like, why you got all these shiny ass rocks around the house? Like, what what are these things? You know what I'm saying? Amethyst and uh, rose quartz and um, citrine and, and all these other. I'm like, babe, what, why do you have rocks in the house? What is the problem? You know what I'm saying? Are these supposed to be outside? She's like, no, these are not. You taught me how to use certain things, certain <clears throat> things that I that I already possess, but that were just lying dormant. Mm-hmm. And and you have to be bold to be able to use those things. I've also realized too because everybody turns a blind. You know, they think you're crazy or weird. And I told you, you know, when I met the stud, how I, I manifested her in my life was rose quartz. You know, like I slept with this stone every night. I really wanted love. I wanted true love. Tell them what you asked the universe for. <clears throat> Go ahead. I am not. Yellow cake. Hey. I did not ay, ask for yellow ay, cake. Ay, I did ay. not. I'm light skinned, y'all. Ay, I can't stand her. Ay, I can't. Ay, ay, ay. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I'm yellow cake and she's the chocolate ice. Yeah. You are crazy. Okay. <clears throat> so, by the way, I excuse me for all my little. I'm trying to keep it down. I'm trying. I'm working. My throat just keeps getting hot. It feels like lava is oh, going down. You hard headed. I'm okay. 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 So, we kind of got off on tangent. Sorry. We we did. All right. So something I want to talk about really quick, and this is the last probably two topics. So, um, someone asked me why did we create this podcast you know like what makes us so different and i brought the idea to the stud a couple of months ago and i was like you know what all these people who are on you know podcasts making you know videos or youtube um it tends to be this sexualization of lesbians mm. you know they fetishize us no one is just on their um existing as a regular ass couple right on podcasts on youtube they are but on on podcasts it has to be this sexual element that has to involve a man Mm. so not in this house (laughs) have you ever felt that your lesbianism was fetishized ew i hope not um i mean not just now i'm I'm saying like in in earlier times because you know it takes a while for us to step into our full self as a lesbian yeah yeah so in your gradual growth Mm -hmm. do you ever felt that you were fetishized because you liked women i'm sure at some point i'm almost positive uh-huh. That I was a novelty to someone. And stop eating my cough drop. You ain't got no sore throat. You ain't gotta act. You ain't gotta be selfish like that. My throat hurts. I don't care. I mean, I care. You selfish. I'm not selfish. They just taste good. Let me take these damn things away from her. Anyway, I can't have candy, y'all. So she mad because I'm eating her little cough drops. Um, I, I'm pretty sure at some point I was a novelty to somebody. You know. Mm-hmm. As a matter of <clears> fact, <throat> I know for a fact I was, and. I didn't realize it at the time uh-huh. that I was a novelty or that I was being fetishized or it was just, I was just something erotic. Callie's here, you guys. Erotic for them to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it because I was so young and stupid and I thought I was in love and that I was just going to have this feeling for the rest of my life that it never dawned on me at all that. I was just something exciting for them to get their rocks off on. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, 
Yeah, I'm sure at some point I was. I'm glad I'm not in that same space anymore or that, you know, some people don't outgrow their 20s. Uh Uh-huh. Man, that's deep. Dead ass. Some people do not outgrow their 20s. Some people are 30 and 40 and 50 and 60 and still living. They stuck living in their 20s, making shitty decisions, being used up not listening to their wisdom that they've been given or should have been given or should have received at their age. Some people are still, and you know what? The twenties aren't bad, but the purpose of the twenties is so you can fuck up basically. So you can make some really stupid mistakes early on, but by the time you hit 30, maybe late, even late twenties, if you don't have the proper guidance in your life, you need to learn from that shit. Mm -hmm. And that's real. Mm -hmm. I like, um, I, by the time I hit 30, I was over it. Baby, what you looking at? Mind your business. Uh, you are my business. Damn. Damn, uh, or else what? <laughs> anyway. Mm-hmm. Hoover Dam. <laughs> Diggy Dam. Yeah. So what about you? Do you think that your lesbianism has been fetishized? I think it was initially with my mother. I think she, um, when I came out to her, she made it all about sex. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know why people do that. Like, <laughs> she's like, oh, you're just bisexual. It's just something sexual. For one, hey, why do you assume gay sex <laughs> is some big, you know. It's a big rainbow in the sky, babe. It just threw me. How she made it about this sexual thing between you and I instead of. A, now, granted, at this point, my mom and Kelly are really good friends. I love her mama. My mama love her. I love her mama. And her mama love me. She calls and checks on her. And she'll call me and be like, what Kelly doing? (laughs) I'm your damn daughter. First (laughs) ask me. I hang up on my mama. Let's get this right. You better not be hanging up on mama. But when we first got together, me and my mom had a, I came out the closet in this relationship. Um, So... My mother's first reaction was that I was only in a lesbian relationship for the sex. Mm. So she was like, well, you're just bisexual. Well, I mean, it's a compliment to me, but at the same time, it hurts. I mean, (laughs) it is what it is. I'm just saying, I mean, the sex is amazing. (laughs) The bomb.com. But that she sexualized (laughs) um, things. I don't know why. I think that's the media. Mm -hmm. Um, It really bothers me when I hear like all these podcasts that say that they're LGBT friendly um, and the rest of the letters that go along with it. But they make it a (laughs) sexual thing. I can't remember them all. They change them every day. I'm sorry. Right. It's cool. It's It's like LGBT elemental P. It's just it's just us. It's (laughs) It's whatever. It's whatever. We're just the L part. Okay. Right. right, I I don't know anything else. Um. But she, she kind of downplayed it. And it was just like, how dare you? Like, that really burned but your me. But mama's, your mama's in her 60s, though. So, like, you know, them bull... In her 60s. In her 60s. <laughs> but them bulldoggers back then, <clears throat> maybe all that's all they wanted. You know what I'm saying? Or nobody took the time to really understand. I really don't like the this reclaiming of the word dyke. I don't use it. I hear it a lot now. I don't, and it, it's by films when they're talking about studs. I don't like it. It's this one girl I follow. She's always like, "You damn dykes," and I'm just like, "But Hold why, on, bitch? Wait a minute." It, it even sounds. I'm genuinely offended. Yeah, by that. big time. Like, and I got another issue. We gonna talk about real quick. Mm-hmm. Not everybody deserves the title of stud. What do you mean? I mean, like every masculine woman is not a stud. 
just because you can rock a baseball cap and some jeans and some J's and you know what I'm saying? You can look like a tomboy. Yeah. That, that 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 doesn't mean that you're a stud. That's you could not very what, well just be a tomboy. Yeah, you could very well be. You know what I'm saying? But what you're not gonna be, what we're not getting ready to do. Why are you so protect so protective over the because, word? Because you know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of misconceptions <clears throat> that go along with it. And people are like, you know, somebody told me at one point in time that studs are out of style. First Who told you that? That's irrelevant. Like she I was really like, are they? You know, I didn't, first of all, I didn't know we were a thing to be in style first and foremost. And it was offensive a little bit, but the bottom line is, is like, wait, was she, was this somebody you were dating? No, no, not at all. How did this even come up? I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Now. I'm not I mean, this was, it. this was several years ago. Um, and this young lady is very opinionated and she's extremely intelligent, but she, at the same time, she thinks she's always right about everything. So, you know, sometimes you just got a lot of people just say, Say this is stud an outfit, and maybe perhaps at the time it was. Maybe some people still feel like it is. If you dress like a dude or you dress masculine, that you're a stud. They automatically assume no, no. Some like because you know, like younger the younger generation doesn't like they don't like titles. They're like you know. That's why I don't date these motherfuckers. Well. I mean, you know, I appreciate you so much for that. But what I'm saying to you is, is that some people don't want to be labeled or that's what it is. Labels. They don't want the labels. It's not the titles. They don't want the labels of saying, Hey, you're this or you're that, or you're this. You're... They want to be fluid. Well, f- you flow on. That's, that's your choice. I can't even imagine you as a feminine woman. Like, thank you. Baby. I'm looking at you now. Nothing about you says I'm feminine. I appreciate you so much for that. Cause you love me. And we, you know what we're going to discuss on the next one? And I want you to really think about this. Why, why and how do feminine women love masculine women or love studs? Like, what is it about masculine women that you love? Because, you know, it's the old and people are like, well, you might as well just date a man. It's not, it's not the same thing. It is in no way, like, there are, you know, straight women are feminine. Some of them feminine. Some of them are. I don't want to date a straight woman ever, ever, never, ever, 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 ever. It's like suicide in the gay world. Like, why would you do that? So like on, on our next podcast, on our next episode, I want you to talk about why you love masculine women or why you love studs period like i don't love all these damn studs right right i know you love one specifically it, it, it's a certain I, type I know, of a masculine woman i know i'm your type for. i know you appreciate me too boo boo i know i'm just I throwing don't. all that out there because <laughs> I, you didn't say it directly to me but you i'm just are, saying you are i'm just saying are. it's 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 all good but that's, i mean i think there's a huge misconception i agree about that and and from our perspective, I feel like it needs to be cleared up, you know? Like, just because you're a feminine woman doesn't mean I'm going to be attracted to you. I, all of us have standards. All of us have a preference. They think as long as the woman has a vagina, that's all y'all want. Yeah, yeah. Like, but y'all both women. And? Your point? <laughs> what you trying to say? Like, if you... They if, think straight women feel... Some straight women feel that they are a prize to get because they are like the forbidden fruit. Kill yourself. Listen, no. Uh, no. <laughs> no. That's low. Twice. No. Um, you not. You don't... 
some straight women don't meet my standards. And you know what? Let me rephrase that. No straight women meet my standards first and foremost because they're straight. So there's that part. Can we have, can we engage in conversation? Absolutely. Intelligent, funny conversation without a reasonable doubt. I'm here for great conversation. I love good stimulating conversation, Mm -hmm. but anything sexually or to find, to be someone that you, that I would find attractive, you're not, you're not to me. And that's, and I'm not trying to take a shot at straight women, nothing like that. Cause there's some beautiful straight women out here. It really is. It's some just some beautiful, amazing. But you, but you're beautiful and you're straight for that straight man. Mm-hmm. Stop fetishizing or being treating you know gay women like they're a fetish. Like you just want to try us out. Like, well, I think you got also you have also the case of the women who if they can't find a good man. Well, I'm just gonna. They're be gay. gonna find a good stud. I'm because... just gonna to take care of me and take care of my kids. Been there, done that. Been there, done that, and I regret it. Well, damn. I do. I regret it. How soon did you regret? Did you realize you made a mistake? Um, damn, that's a good question. Shit, I don't know. It, my dumbass. It took me a minute. Um, I think, but but then when I really realized it. That I, that I made a, that I had made a huge mistake and I really wanted it to be over. I was so deep in it. I was obligated to the kids. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't even about her anymore. Mm-hmm. It became my obligation to her ungrateful motherfucking kids who treated me like mm, I didn't have the right to be there when I provided a way for them to be there uh, and to live the lifestyle that they led and to have the things that they had. And when you, when you have children, it's just not always the right decision to snatch them out of a situation, depending on the situation. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So there was a lot to be considered, Mm -hmm. but I was, I was a victim of that or I allowed myself to be a victim of it, but whatever the case may be, I've, I've been there and I've done that. And the shit is some bullshit. It is because she knew what was up? She knew what she was doing the whole time. I think all of them do. Yeah, she knew what she was when doing. When you her- get to baby number two, three, four, and ain't no daddy around, you like, you know what? Maybe coochie bumping ain't so bad. <laughs> maybe your coochie broke. Maybe, maybe you just got bad coochie. Maybe I. Cause maybe you have bad coochie. Well, I think what it is, they done been ran through on one side, and so now they gonna go to a side where nobody knows them. Mm-hmm. And so is, now it's like their virginity's re-intact. They, and that's, they gay virginity. And let me tell you about the warning signs that I had, and I could have escaped that. You sound like a prisoner. Listen, man. Listen, listen. Traumatized, dead ass. Let me tell you about the warning signs. Like, there were times where we would get into it, and she would be like, you know, come get your shit, woo-woo-woo. Again, my dumb ass was trying to fix it. What should have stayed broken, I was trying and fixed it. and Or so I thought, fixed it. But it was almost like the harder I tried to be the right person for her, the more she saw an opportunity to be a great opportunist. You got to know when to walk away. You do. And you have to, not only do you have to know when to walk away, you also have to know when to not feel guilty about walking away. Mm-hmm. Like don't carry that guilt and that shame with you and let other people shame you. 
into from, staying into an abusive situation. An abusive, hurtful, damaging yeah. situation. Because that's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was. Not just for me, but for my girls too. For my mm-hmm. children as well. And there was a lot of guilt. There was a lot of there was a lot of guilt. And there was a lot of shame. But you know what there wasn't? What? Enough appreciation. Mm-hmm. There wasn't. Because the lifestyle that I afforded her and the love that I gave, one, she never got it from anybody. All the men that ran through her, she didn't. Um, but at the same time, too, none of those men could provide for her the life that I gave her. But then at the same time, um, her family brainwashed the shit out of her and her kids, big time, real big. So you living in a $650,000 house, you driving a brand new Mercedes, I'm putting you through school. And you you let your mama talk to me any kind of way, or your mama lose her job and lose her house. She got to come stay with us, but she want to come into our house and run our house. Girl, listen, I am many things. I am many things, but I am not your motherfucking doormat. Not in this house. You better get your ass out of here and your mama too. Dead ass. Seriously. That's my rant. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Have you ever thought about... <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that... You know, it's going to go as long as it needs to go. With a sexual relationship that ended like that, how much would you recommend... Because I, I damn near think you were traumatized. I was. Like, even in when we stepped into getting to know each other, like... It was when difficult. getting to know you, there's a certain amount of... Like, you could you still speak from it with pain? Mm-hmm. Would you go through therapy exiting that relationship had you known the impact it was going to have on you? Absolutely. Without hesitation, because at least with therapy, it would have helped me gain a better understanding, mm-hmm. which I don't necessarily know if it would have eased the pain, but it would have at least allowed me to understand who I was, why I was, what I was, and to have a have clarity of to never be that person again. You In know? some weird way, it makes me think of the Damo situation. I know I'm bringing her up. Why are you obsessed I'm with her? I'm not obsessed, but we have a podcast. We talk about popular things. All right, get cool. used to it. I'm okay? used to it. Get right or get left. Okay, snappy. Okay. Tired Damn. Of shit. I'm sick of your ass. Speak. <laughs> but she, you know... She basically got dogged out by Chrissy, from mm-hmm. what it appears. Mm-hmm. Like, Chrissy drug her name through the mud. She treated her like a bitch mm-hmm. online. Mm-hmm. And Donald had complete breakdowns. Yeah. She don't want to date for a while now. I don't blame her. But that pain, like that anger, it's not even so much as pain anymore. I think it's anger now. Mm-hmm. It's it's levels to it. It's like, it's, it's like a 12-step program for an alcoholic mm-hmm. or a drug addict. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's levels to the shit. For real. Like you go through different phases of it when it's when it's over. You have that hurt phase where, you know, I you know, you you broke down, you cry, you're angry, mm-hmm. that type of shit. You feel like you've lost something. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, you know what? I didn't lose anything except for like I didn't lose anything when it came to her. Mm-hmm. I did lose some time. Mm-hmm. I did lose some self respect. I lost a lot of fucking money. A lot of money. Mm -hmm. Wasted a lot of money. Mm -hmm. 
on her ass and a lot of ungrateful people in her life that leached off of me because they knew I had it. And, to, and because I loved or I thought I loved her and I wanted to make her happy, I wanted to show her, not only can I take care of you, but I can take care of your family. I was constantly proving myself when that should have never have been the case. That should have never, she should have never allowed that to happen. But I wasn't dealing with a good person. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there, there, you go through that and then you become angry about that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, have you released the anger yet? Yes. Are in, you sure? In some ways I have, yes. What are you still holding on to? Um, <clears throat> the anger that I, that I have is anger at myself. Mm-hmm. It's not anger at her. Why are you angry at yourself? Because I was stupid. Because I was dumb and because I didn't listen to the people in my life who raised me up, mm-hmm. loved me, and had been protecting me my whole life. Instead, I chose to listen to her. Mm-hmm. And I chose to succumb to the guilt and the shame and the hurt so that I wouldn't be talked badly about if I did take my girls and walk away. Mm-hmm. Or if, so those other people wouldn't be right. You, you know what I mean when I say that? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, like, like, you didn't want to prove other people right in your life. I didn't want them to be right. Yeah. About her, about the relationship, about any of it. I didn't want anybody else to be right but, but me and her. Mm-hmm. And neither of us were right. Mm-hmm. You know, I was wrong for not listening to the people in my life, like I said, who loved me and had been protecting me my whole life. And she was wrong for being a shitty person. But you can't be anything other than what you are. Like, I think after a certain point, you know, she, I think, and that's not coming to her defense, but when you're a shitty person, Mm -hmm. you realize that somebody already recognized, like I was reading one Damo's tweets today and she was saying that she knew Chrissy was cheating on her when she was nine months pregnant Mm. and that she had to care. She was, I was nine months pregnant, had to carry groceries myself. And she was like, I knew then. Mm -hmm. And she said, I would be in the bed and she's texting people in the middle of the night. Mm. But never done that. Once you know that yeah. that person is going to tolerate your fuckery, you don't. It kind of relieves you, I think, of the guilt. Yeah. Because it's kind of like, well, you know what you in for, so you know what it why is. Why do I need to change? You need to just get with the program. Yeah. So it's not coming to her defense, but it's like she, especially if you never called her out public. And I, I hate to say this. I know a lot of people disagree when I say this. I'm, I'm not saying publicly shame. But, like, when I watch what Damo's doing, it's almost therapeutic what she's doing. Right. Because she was privately hurt. Yeah. And Chrissy looked like she, you know, especially when she got online. I feel what you're saying. Yeah, she got online was like, I'm going to bitch you in public now. I feel what you're saying. And Damo was being quiet. She took it. I'm going to be the good. I'm going to be the bitch. And she just snapped. And she's like, well, fuck it then. Yeah. I'm going to humiliate you where you now have the guilt. I want you to have shame over how you treated me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because if you don't have shame, you're going to continue to be this type of person. I never shamed her. You should have. You're right. You should have. Bad. I should have. And, and listen, she gave me multiple reasons. Multiple. I remember when we met, I would still see text messages. Like Yeah, multiple opportunities to shame her. She gave me plenty of reasons to shame her, and I never did it, and I, I, that doesn't make me the. I, I don't it doesn't that, make you a bad person. It doesn't make me the better person. 
I don't think. I just it makes me stupid. So to to circle back initially to your initial question, am I still holding on to the anger? Have I released it? The anger that I still have is the anger at myself mm-hmm. because also too for not protecting my children from a person like a person like her. Mm-hmm. I, I was so caught up in trying to prove everybody wrong. I, I didn't I couldn't even save my own kids from my own mistakes, mm-hmm. and that's difficult as a parent. And I feel like I'm a I feel like I'm a good mother. I, I try to be the best mother and parent that I could possibly be. And at the time, I was a great provider, great provider, um, a loving mother, as you told me, very doting. I'm a very doting mom. I am. Um, I didn't even know what that was until she told me. She was like, why are you so doting? Like, why you love on your kids all the time? Because they mine. Damn. I, like, I mean, you know. I mean, you making it sound like I was just an asshole. No, you weren't an asshole, no, but it surprised this is, me. This, this was the thing that caught me off guard. Her <laughs> children are grown. Like, when I met her, they were grown. Yeah. And I was just like, and it's almost like. It was it was like watching um, <laughs> seven year olds with their mom, and yeah. it was just like these are grown ass women, dog. Like, but I mean, when she says seven year olds with their mom, like when my girls, when my when my daughters would come into the house, I would be like, "Come here and give me a kiss. Come here and t- let me tell you that I love you. Come here, kiss mommy. Come here. What are you doing?" Let and me- that's so weird. Just the way your wording was with them, that was weird. I think it was the psychologist side of me. Was just like you didn't never address, even though you can address your daughters as your daughters. Yeah, you never addressed them as the women that they had grown to be. I didn't. I wasn't an acceptance of it at the time. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have any other choice but to be that now to accept it. Mm-hmm. But even though I accept it, I'm still very loving and doting. Because yeah. I mean, it it makes me very happy. Yeah, yeah. You, I think you're appropriately doting now. But I mean, I, I don't feel like I was inappropriately because Come when we give mommy a kiss. Absolutely. Grow, no, no, you're not doing that Come to our here. children. I am. No, you're not. I sure am. When they're grown ass women. I sure am. No, you're not. I sure am. You take that shit somewhere else. I ain't taking that shit nowhere, no. but right here at the crib. That's no. where I'm taking. I'll be like, you come here and give your mama a anyway, kiss. Anyway. ways. Hold any- on. Hold on. Let me address this real quick. Hold on. First of all, with my kids, like I'm like I'm in love with my kids. I'm not even going to pretend, play, or like I love my Babies, just like I'm going to love our twins when we have our babies. I'm going to love them re- passionately, ridiculously. I love my kids. So when they come into the house, I was I was raised the same way, but my parents, my parents were like, you come here, give me a kiss. I love you. How was your day? Let, let me talk to you. Put your stuff down. Tell mommy about what's going on with your day. That was my mother. That was my dad. My da- Even though he was in the kitchen, and sometimes he didn't want to be bothered. He'd be like, get the hell out the kitchen. But then those times where he wasn't maybe having a- an episode, you know what I'm saying? He was like, come here, baby. Come here and give daddy a kiss. Tell me about your day. How was your day? What's what's going on with you? I'm the exact same way with my kids. And because of that, I feel like my parents, to a certain extent, with you know, besides all the bullshit they had going on in their life, they took a genuine interest on interest in how I was doing. And I didn't want my kids to miss out on that. But I think you're misconstruing what I'm saying. Okay. I think you're taking as if I'm saying you don't ask about their day. No, you can't. No, I'm not taking it as that. But you can still do it. It was just the way the delivery was. Mm-hmm. It was almost as if they were seven. Like, so, like, and it wasn't like, I remember the first time I saw it, it was like a mind fuck. <laughs> no. And I don't know. What my you mean? background. My what background you mean is, it was a mind is, fuck? I'm going to tell you. Wait a minute. My background is psychology, y'all. So I analyze everything. I can't help it. Mm-hmm. I, I, 
I saw two grown growing women who were trying to be adults in their mother's eyes. But when they came in, they weren't seen as that. But they weren't respected as that. Mm-hmm. So that's where you have... It, it would be tension at times because it was kind of like they wanted you to see them as adults now. Right, right. And you didn't give them that. I was not there. And so I would say, okay, you can ask them how their day is doing, but you can talk to them now. At the- well, just to wrap it up, like, I get what you're saying. Like, I did not see my daughters. I, I didn't want to let go of their innocence that I love so much. Like if I really had to verbalize it, like I didn't want to, I didn't want them to be grown yet. Like, and it's, I wanted to, I was grateful to be an empty nester. Like I was excited that my babies were going off to college. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you go to college girl and you get that <laughs> education with that financial aid and all them forms I had to fill out. Yes. <laughs> but at the same time, like I was, I would get excited to see them and I miss when they were small and I might have had like an episode or some shit where I just like went backwards. And I think all parents do that. But I mean, you know, I didn't want it to like, I wasn't doing it to be insensitive to them being adults. It just happened because I feel like a part of me felt like I really missed out mm-hmm. on the most important, some of the most important years of their life being caught up in someone who never, who was never going to love me and appreciate me or us for all the good things that we were. Mm-hmm. So subconsciously, I just tried to get it back. Like, you know, which of course is not possible, of course, but now they good and grown. We have grown conversations. Sometimes the conversations are too grown. Like now um, I look at you guys, I'm like, okay, it's healthy now. It mm-hmm. looks healthy from the outside. Now, of course I was never in, but it, it like you say, it's, it's definitely, I can see you respect them as adults and they respect you as their placement now. The 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 distance helps a lot. Mm-hmm. I really feel like. And I knew that it would because I think about my relationship with my mom and how when I was living in her house, even as an adult, legally, or even after I had my twins, my mother did not respect me as a woman. And having children does not always qualify you as someone who deserves the respect that a woman deserves, a true woman, a woman who stands on her own two feet, pays her own bills, makes her own way. My mother did not respect me as a grown woman mm-hmm. until I got my own place. You know, I had, I bought my own car. Uh, I did my own thing. I was paying my own bills. And then the dynamics of our relationship changed because I moved out of my mother's house and in her space where she ruled the roost there, mm-hmm. period, point blank. That was, that was, she was the queen of that castle. Mm-hmm. So you can't have two grown ass women living under yeah, the same, yeah, yeah, living under the same roof and expect your mother to respect you as a grown woman when you're not out here making it on your own. So the distance helped because I'm not there for them to fall back on all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and, and one of my girls who is a mother herself now, our conversation has changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Like the dynamics of our conversation has changed so much. And she's taught me a lot about how to talk to her and how to treat her now as a grown woman. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like there's just certain things I don't just, I don't, I don't have to tell her what to do. Right. And, but at the same time, when I feel like she doesn't know, I have to give her the space to ask. Right. And not push and not force my opinion on her. Right. I think that's what I saw at first was that it was like, I saw the force. Yeah. 
And I was just like, my goodness, let up a little bit. Let 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 mm-hmm. let, let them come to you. A I was bit. I was very forceful. And I think it was because I, we're so close in age, proximity wise, mm-hmm. me and girls, that I remember being like that. And I remember how it made me so frustrated with my mom. It was just like, God, let me grow. Like mm-hmm. you you see, you're stifling me a little bit, Mama. Uh, and you know what? In my defense, it was it was hard to do because you want to be grown and you want to be out here. You know, making all kind of adult decisions, but you ain't paying no bill. Right, right. It's it's a it's, it's, a, fun, a, it's, it's a tricky muddy area. Yeah, like it's the same flavor, different label. It like, is, yeah. you know, you you are of age. Yeah, you are legitimately of age. You eighteen, you can vote. You twenty one, you, you can drink. You can drink. Mm-hmm. Congrats, your motherfucking life. <laughs> okay, but at the same time, you really not. Right, you're not mentally or emotionally. Because when yeah. you can come in my house and go to your room. And shut the door, and you still don't have a care in the world. You're not grown. I respect. And that. I can't. I, I can't that. treat you. I can't treat you like that just because you're 21. I think when me and her first met, I was such an advocate, and it's still so. It's just I. I fell back a little bit, but I was such an advocate for her letting her daughters be grown. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you got to let up on them a little. But bit. But you know what? I was totally comfortable, baby, with them being grown in their house and there but it doesn't start like that sometimes but i i I totally respect what you're saying to get what you're saying like me and my mom bumped heads so much that there's a reason for that yeah like you said two queens can't be under the same even though you're masculine Mm -hmm. with them they don't you're just mom yeah um you can't reside under the same roof you cannot somebody gotta be growing you don't want paying the bills so that means okay you still stay in the child's place i ruled the roost and, and when you're being told to stay in a child's place and you're a full-ass adult in your mind, and legally, mm-hmm. you're like... The world thinks of me as being grown, Like, mommy. wait a minute. Why don't like... you think of... Because you ain't living in the world's house. Because you ain't you ain't coming home and sucking up their air, watching their cable, and eating up their food. And if I sound like a mama, it's because you I really am. Right I really am one. Like, legit. Like, you, can, you you're not living in their house. You're not coming home with a broken heart to them. You're not coming home after working and, and, you know, or hanging out with your friends. You know, you got a whole job. One of my girls had two jobs. And every once in a while, she would put a little money on the table. Mommy, here's a little help with this. Here's a, I never, and I never wanted my kids to have to do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? I was totally cool with my babies keeping their own money. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? I'm fine with that. But at the same time, though. I get you, what you mean. You come home to your mama's house and you you can go in your room and shut the door and keep I don't your have paycheck. I room at my mama's house no more. Listen, me either. Um, and it's <laughs> not just because my parents are deceased. Even if that house was still built, I still wouldn't have a room in my mama's house. Our but... dynamics time totally changed. Absolutely. Once, once she didn't respect me as an adult when we got into it. And I was a full ass grown woman all day when me and you first got together. But. Because I, my mother was getting sicker. Mm-hmm. My mother's in her 60s. Mm-hmm. She had a lot. She has a lot of health issues. So I chose to stay home. I could have moved several times over. Just like Kelly hit, hit her money. I hit money at one point. <laughs> really well. And I chose to stay home with my mom. I ran a business and helped her out with her finances. But even though she lived on the lower floor, basically, and I lived on another floor, there was still a disrespect of me as a woman. Because you're not... And I just didn't. You, you, you not the queen of that castle. But once I moved out. Listen. Listen, who calls my phone so much now? Mama. 
And it drives me up a damn wall. I'm like, Mom, I'm asleep. <laughs> and you <laughs> wide awake. I'd be like, but Mama is calling you. Like, I'm thinking of it from a, a mother's perspective. Like, there are times when I'll call my baby and I'll be like, why didn't you answer the phone? Oh, my, my ring was off. You lying. You get tired of it. I'm talking, I'm, see, that's all. This but is they get annoyed with me too, though. But, but they get annoyed with me too now, like when I don't answer. Yeah. They're like, wait, where, what are you doing? I'm like I'm I'm talking to to babe like I'm I'm watching TV. I didn't called you three times. My phone is on the counter in the kitchen across the house, and I'm sitting on the couch. Well, you need to keep your phone, and they really be going off. You need to keep your phone close to you because why do you have a cell phone if you're not gonna answer the phone? I said the same thing to you last week. You feel me? <laughs> like, but you you was not you was an adult in your mama's house. I was, but you wasn't grown. And, but here's the thing. She took some of my money. To, she took my money. Because mm-hmm. my mama told me. My mother took my money, too. She was like, you don't live nowhere for free. I think when that was where I would look, I would sit back, and I was just like, man, I understand their frustration with her. I would, I would see. <laughs> I would look at the situation. I'm like, man, this shit out of balance, man. Like, they grown. They almost grown. You got to let them go. Let them let them be young women, and you'll be just like, no. What's that almost grown shit? Is that the same as almost being pregnant? No, almost grown is when, What's like that? you said, you're out of you're out of high school. Okay. You're in college. Okay. Um, you're working. Okay. And you're attempting to find yourself as an adult, mm. but you it's really hard to find yourself and find your voice as an adult if you have a parent that keeps letting you know you're a child. That's when it's time for you to go. Okay, I get that. It's time for you to move out. <laughs> it's time for you to go. It's the, and listen. I, Find your voice. I want, just like I want, I wanted the twins to find their voice. I'm glad that they, they do. Y'all see how she's trying to play me right I'm now. Not, <laughs> no, no, no. Seriously, like, I'm glad that they have and that they're, or that they're doing, they're finding their voice. They're still finding it. At the same time, I'm going to be just as excited when our children are adults legally mm-hmm. and they are 21 and have decided we want to do this, this, and that. You make those decisions in your house. But as long as me and your mama pay the cost to be the boss, you're going to do what we say in this house under this roof. And I will put a disclaimer. I am not a mother. No. I do not have any children. Not yet. Not yet. She's a unicorn. I am a unicorn. (laughs) I'm in my early 30s with no children. I got the last one. Bow. So (laughs) I never understood it from the parent perspective. I will always look look at it from, honestly, I know this sounds horrible. I'm only 10 years older than her children. So I Why does always, that sound bad? Because you're thir- cause I'm close to your children's age and you. But we just said that you was 13 years old. I know. Younger. I'm just saying. I mean, I don't feel like it's So I will happen. always look at situations <laughs> from their perspective. I don't feel like... I feel like always is a strong word. For the most part, I will look at situations from... What, especially in the beginning. What I believe is, is that once um, you have my babies and you become a mother, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And our children are growing and learning, and you're changing, and you're growing, and you're learning. Your perspective, man, my patience. Oh man, it's gonna get there. It's gonna, <laughs> well, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna change so much as it's supposed to. Right, it's evolution. It, it, yeah, it's supposed to change. And so while you say you feel like you will always see it from their perspective, I won't. You will not always. I see mean, it and even it. now, a lot has changed. Like when we met, I was twenty nine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was looking at stuff like, girl, let them be grown. Like they, they trying to be grown out here. Leave them alone for a minute. Right. Right. And now that I'm 33, I'm kind of like, <laughs> I don't say shit now. I kind of just, 
I sit back and just like, all right. Well, you said to me, you say, you, we have conversations about it when you feel like it's something detrimental that may hurt me or that may hurt them. Mm-hmm. That's when I've learned that you now, when you comment, because you put the, you start to counsel me a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or mm-hmm. counsel the situation or depending on how I feel about it. Like in, with this last little incident, when I'm like, you know, we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to discuss it. That's it. You respected my wishes. And I was so grateful for that, that you didn't force me or try to push me mm-hmm. to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm glad. And I really love you and appreciate you so much for that. Um, and we still not. I but know. but at the same time, I can tell that your outlook or your perspective on the relationship is changing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's changing because my relationship with them is changing, mm-hmm. you know, s- some good, some not so good, but still changing all the same. Mm-hmm. And so as you sit back and, and you observe that you carefully pick and choose. I do. Yeah. When to say certain things, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that in a bad way. Like you walking on eggshells because I love our conversations and I love when you can, you'll just talk to me about certain things and break things down to me. And explain things to me in a way that no one else really ever could. Like, you know how Forrest Gump's mama yeah. says things to him so that he understands? Sometimes we have that relationship and you don't <laughs> realize it. But, like, I love that about us. I love that about our conversation and our relationship and the whole nine. But um, my girls, are gonna they're going to they gonna be who they are. They're mm-hmm. growing. They're changing. And they're going to keep changing for a while. They haven't found themselves really... The one, you know, the one who has the child is probably going to evolve a little bit quicker because the baby's going to make she her. She already has. Yeah, her her child is going to demand her to be like, okay, you're going to have to put your big girl panties on and, uh, and figure it out. It's not about you, mommy. It's not about you anymore. It's, a, so it's about me. So that relationship and that dynamic you have with her is going to be like a totally different than what you have with the other child. Absolutely. So, but... Um, we thank you guys for listening today. Sorry we, about the rant. We have, you know, don't be sorry. You know, it's these are our how, conversations. Yeah, we talk a lot, and you know, we figure why not bring those conversations to a podcast because you know, lesbians have problems too. Lesbians have regular ass lives too. Same sex. You know, same everything problems. is not about sex. It so is not. that was why we created the podcast to mm-hmm. bring regular conversations about lesbians involving our lifestyle. Um, our families, our travel, our, you know, getting married, bills, finances, all the same shit that everybody else go through. We're just bringing it to the forefront. So with that being said, here to forthwith in the words of my bae. And evermore. And evermore. We wish you all a good night and we will talk to you guys soon. All right. Deuces.